As far as the world is aware, the guild is led by the Magister. They are, in turn, led by the Minerva Council. Counselors ensure that the Magister remains informed about any matters relevant to the guild's interests. Unbeknownst to the rest of the world, including most members of the guild, the Minerva Council is the true power behind the organization. Welcome to Soul Story. My name is Falcon, and I'll be playing Wheezy White. I'm Mariam, playing Aurora Aurora. I'm Mike Lane, and I'll be playing Neil Yolini. And I'm your lady of podcasting, Alex. But today, you can call me Fate Master. seeing this web of knowledge question mark for the most part the yarn is on the walls but every now and again there's a there's a yarn that starts low and goes high has a few things taped clipped onto that yarn it looks as if bell has been very busy is there a part where you'd like her to start at hmm. i'm scared to say the beginning Starting from the beginning. Wonderful. Okay, so the very first thing we need to do, we need to locate Delilah. And she points to a sketch drawing. It's like a few of them. And they're a little different each. It seems as if no one's really seen her. They're almost like police sketches. Very a little bit. And Delilah is this woman who is of African descent. She has these beautiful black and purple and white dreadlocks, although it's kind of hard to paint that with charcoal. But still, uh, she has this very gauzy outfit that's fairly revealing. She wears a big crow skull necklace. And perhaps most importantly is that her pupils are completely white. Uh, Next to her are also pictures of Winifred Gibson, who was in the newspaper, looking identical except for the fact that she does not have dreadlocks. Instead, she has more uh, relaxed hairstyle and very prim proper, looking like from a uptight family of some sort. This is Delilah. Remember this face. Do I need to give you one of these? Sure. Belle rips down one of them and just kind of lazily throws it your direction. And maybe with just a little extra gust of magic, it sways nice and neat down onto the table. Now that's filled with crumbs from lunch and, you know, tea or whatever else you guys were having. Keep it. I have plenty. There's no reason to doubt that. But the important thing to remember is that Delilah is actually in the body of Winifred Gibson, and she points to the newspaper. Does not offer that one to you. She is a doppelganger. She's been, well, for lack of a better term, hanging out within her body. There has been some sort of awakening, and now she can take possession of Winifred's body. My latest intel says that, in fact, Winifred has not been seen in some time, and that Delilah may have full control over her person. Before this happened, 
Winifred, orphaned, was being taken care of by her ward, or not her ward, she was the ward of Enoch Wells. And there's another picture, police sketch style. And he's this hawkish looking man, thin, glasses on the like tip of his nose, well-dressed, clearly a butler. He has been watching over Winifred and has been guiding her studies since this prophecy has been bestowed upon her. Theoretically, she should be the one to defeat the mother. Theoretically. More importantly, Delilah taps repeatedly on Delilah's photo. Delilah's the one that we believe to get it done. Enoch taps the photo some more. Does not. Enoch believes it's Winifred. We do not exactly know who should fight the mother in full, full honesty. However, the knowledge that we have before is that the Neverborn have once before defeated the tyrants. It would make sense that it would be a Neverborn again who would do such a deed. Are we following? A nod. Can I also get a picture? Sh- sure. <laughs> Rips down another one. Same kind of effect. Hastily thrown. Falls gently to the table. Looks at Wheezy. Do you require one as well? I blink. <laughs> I take that as a no. So, we need both individuals then to hedge our bets? Technically, the same individual. If you find one, then you get the other. They share a body. Okay, alright, I'm with you now. It's just that Delilah has more power at this point and is able to take control longer, which leads us to how do we find her? And at this point, she starts digging into a pile. And the more she speaks, the little more wild her hair gets. You know, starting to come out the bun a little bit. The glasses get just a little askew. She's not paying as much of attention to her appearance. And she pulls out a set of blueprints. These were delivered to me by a uh, (laughs) carrier pigeon. She laughs at that some inside joke. And pushes the plates away to smooth out these blueprints on the table. And could I get just some... What kind of skill do you guys want to use to understand these blueprints? That's my first time. One second when I flip this page. First skill checks. Yay! Boy, I think the only thing I really have that would be applicable is bureaucracy. That would be history for me. Bureaucracy is the only thing that I have that would work either. How about you all give me a strict flip then? Okay. So, but when I say straight flip, I just mean that you add no modifiers to it. You don't get to cheat it. Wheezy has a, an 11 of tomes. Um, go ahead, our new players. If you don't know the suits, that's okay. Just let me know what the card suit is and I can correct you. <laughs> I have um, 11 of mass. Cool. And I have a six of crows. So Aurora and Wheezy, you two kind of lean your heads and maybe your heads like kind of bonk a little as you lean in to look at this. I sit back and adjust my hair. And as you look at this, although I'm kind of curious how, what about your background makes it so that way you understand blueprints? Like, just give me something like why this would make sense to you. I've been recently renovating. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So I've had to understand like the very basics of what I'm looking at as I'm trying to explain oh this is what I need to make up the courtyard Um, you'll have to watch out for the debris that's on this corner and you know like stuff like that (laughs) so when my daddy built my wing of the mansion 
I needed to know how to make it my exact specifications. He wasn't going to get the arches right. So I needed to know how, how it went and how to do it. Of course. So what you see on these pages, it looks almost like a compact. There is a spot for a jewel to be placed in the center of it. And there's some scrawling around. And as Belle continues to explain this device, you're able to follow along pretty well along with the blueprints. Neil, however, you're just going to have to rely on that Belle knows what the hell she's talking about. And hopefully it makes sense along the way. So, we need a few things. First thing, we need... Do any of you have experience, Aurora? I know you do, but either of you, do you have any experience with magic? I understand the basics of it, but it's still really my thing. Of course, you've got better things to think about. Well, I mean, aside from my own personal gifts, no, not not the magic that you speak of, Belle. She bites her tongue because you are helping her. And it takes a lot of energy not to be snippy I know. or sarcastic. <laughs> I'm going to keep putting that in there as much <laughs> as I can while I can. This is like get out of jail free card. Like just grits her teeth. All right. Well, so primarily what well, the first thing we're going to need is a focus, something for the magic to concentrate on. Since we will be tracking a person. Think of like a bloodhound needs something to smell, right? So we're going to need something that belongs to preferably Delilah. While they share the same body, they have different energies. Would my cat work? Do cats... Does your cat track? Well, kind of? I mean, she spends a lot of time with Bart, and she is missing a good chunk of her face. So... Who's Bart? Do, am I supposed to know Bart? And she looks at both of Wheezy and Neil. Like, is this someone that's missing? That well, I'm... Bart's teaching. Bart's teaching me a language um, that I found in my book. So, and and Bart's Bart's kind of you know, I I owe Bart a couple. All right, I, I suppose you could bring your cat along. Although, if it's as decrepit as it sounds. Not sure if it will be necessarily welcome in places, but to each their own, how you get this done is not much of a... Oh, I just want the job done. How this is going to work, though, is that we're going to need some kind of item that belonged to Delilah. I know of two sources. You can get both. You can get one or the other. Once again, I do not care. The first thing is Delilah gifted our good doctor, who I mentioned previously, a series of feathers. I believe they're still at his apartment. His home has not been raided since his death, which is still unknown to the guild. It should be fairly easy to break into his home to gather those. The other option is she was grievously wounded in the quarantine zone, so she had to go find some healing, in which case she went to a Doc Oliver, and I believe he's in town. He may still have some bloody bandages of hers. Uh, out of, out of game question, yes. do I know who Doc Oliver is? Hmm being in the same neighborhood. So Doc Oliver is in Malifaux, but he is kind of the resident doctor. What is most known about him is that a great doctor, horrible person. Uh, he is known to maybe dabble in some experiments that have not panned out well, and he just is not a pleasant person to be around. Cool. The next thing you'll need, then, is a soul stone. Not just any soul stone. You need it to be a laid of five or more. She says this as if you're all jewelers, and then she kind of holds up her hand. 
you know, golf ball size. Oh, you have one of those? That's great. No, no, Neil, you need to you need to find one. If I had one, I'd be doing a lot oh. more than just this. Well, I could find one easy. Purchasing it, not so much. This boy kind of pushes up her glasses and using the motion to hide the smirk behind her hand. I don't want to hear about it. As long as we get it. If you have an idea of where to acquire one, by all means. I would also suggest if you're unable to, the performers over at the Star Theater should be able to help you out. In a pinch. Good to know. Both these things, these first two items, should be able to be found in Malifaux proper. Uh, I won't say easy. If they were easy, I'd do it myself. But within nothing excruciating. This last item, however, you will need to go out to the Badlands. And you all three know that the Badlands are to the south of Malifaux proper, and they are what they sound like. It is a desert. They are fairly uninhabitable. They're trying to make it inhabitable. Lots of what you'd think of classic Wild West in America. Mining towns. Little small towns. And a whole lot of criminals. And a lot of baddies. There's a rumor about it that if you get lost within the Badlands, it is possible for you to just keep going straight and go nowhere. End up dying. Also correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that where the two suspected murderers fled to? Oh, uh, Jared and Al. Well, I suppose they are murderers, but not in the way that the news is trying to paint. It's just this whole debacle. Who hasn't killed a person or two in their lifetime, you know? I'm not quite sure I have yet. I mean, hmm. And I'm just sort of mumbling to myself about whether, um... Killing something that's already dead counts as killing. You see Neil look up into the air very thoughtful. As he starts counting on his fingers. Then he looks a little confused and shakes his hand and then nods and puts up four fingers and then quickly puts it down. Wheezy is scandalized. She's never even thought of having to kill anyone ever. I would say that both Aurora and Weezy get like this awkward hand pat. This little there, there. I believe you two will be in good hands. If not, I have full faith that in a crisis situation you'll be able to. And she can't even finish the thought because she does not have the confidence in you to do the thing. It's easier after the first time. But she points to like the compact part of the, the blueprints. This is the compass of Alan Quartermain. He is buried out in the city, in the Badlands, called Mary's Tear. Again, in theory, it should be an easy pickup. A little bit of grave robbing. Maybe don't get caught. Bring me these three items and we can get started on this device. I mean, it's not grave robbing if we're cataloging history. That sounds like a wonderful lie to tell the officials. <laughs> it looks over at Edwizy, who has been fairly quiet. And maybe just an ounce of sympathy as she maybe realizes she's ugh, word vomiting this stuff. Are you still doing okay? Do you have any questions? <clears throat> I think that uh, Wheezy is a little overwhelmed, but I'm gonna straighten up a bit. Well, I'm not one to ever give up on an adventure. Let's do it. I understand. We have pictures of the the girl with, and, the, and her... Um, less proper counterpart it kind of taps up the ones that have been given yep those ones yes yes excellent all right yeah let's do it 
Let me continue then. And then she immediately pulls away. <laughs> you aren't done yet. There is so much more. And she starts digging around and a basket stacked on top of another basket, stacked on top of another basket, pulls out a set of handcuffs and holds them in the air between her fingers, like trying not to touch them more than she has to. I do not have full confidence that Delilah will want to come see us. Delilah is on a mission. She firmly believes she as well is the one to defeat the mother. These may be needed. And with like a little eh, flick, a little dainty flick, hucks them. The magic isn't quite there this time, so they hit the floor. That should nullify her powers enough for most the arcane fight to be out of her. I want you all to be aware, we, meaning me, please do not bring her to the council. Counselors, bring her to me. I only have her best interests in mind. I want to make sure she remains safe, protected, healthy, until time for her to fight. Until we can recruit the other heroes. Until we can guarantee our victory. Oh, I shouldn't need to explain this, but the Neverborn and humans don't necessarily get along. I don't think she's going to be find working with us quite to her fancy, but do your best to be diplomatic. Worst case, do what you must. But please, please do your best to be civil. We are trying to, at least some of us are trying to mend some of those relationships. She goes nowhere near those handcuffs. <laughs> I walk over and pick them up. They have a faint buzz about them. Not like a joy buzz, or just kind of this hum. But once once you get accustomed to it, it's easy to ignore. Otherwise, they're like plain old handcuffs, nothing too fancy. No set of keys nearby. And she starts looking around again. Kind of tapping her, her finger on her thumb, readjusting her glasses. I'm glad that you don't seem to argue too much about my perspective that Delilah is the true victor in this. Should you have questions, please let me know. I do not have much evidence to support the fact that Winifred should be the champion, but I may be able to arrange visiting hours for Enoch and you. He is under, oh, guild watch at the moment. I do not know how long he has to live. He is the current person pinned for the murder of the Gibson family, likely until he gives in to the torture or they get bored of him trying to find where Winifred is. So I don't have a timeline on that, but if you wish it, I can make it happen. Past that, once we have Delilah, once we have her here with me, the next step is going to be locating Jared and Albert. As I mentioned before, or as you've heard, they are wanted men. Kurt Intel says they have run off to the Badlands as well. It is a vast area, and they clearly have no interest in saving the world. And being frustrated, she paces over to another wall, which seems to have just walls of information. There are pages ripped out from Albert Long dime novels, highlighted, or not highlighted, but like underlined, trying to like written notes and they're saying if things happened or if they didn't happen. There is a full rap sheet for Jared and his history with um, being in the guild and his history prior. It is a whole wall dedicated to just these past characters. So what makes you think that they don't want to save the world? They have run from it every chance they have gotten. I've never met a group more stubborn in their fate. It is impeccable. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to find heroes that want to save the world? It seems rather time-consuming to find 
people who don't want to do their job. Tell me about it. Here's our problem. As our history will tell us, and the future, if we do not get these men, they still will appear at the sight of the mother and Delilah fight. If they go into it unaware, if they go into it unprepared, the tyrant, the mother, will kill them and make them tyrants themselves, which will bring apart, or bring about, this cataclysm. Humanity will be wiped out, and we want to avoid that. If we can get Delilah and the heroes working on the same page, Delilah stands a fighting chance. <sighs> well, I've never had trouble convincing a man to do something that I needed before. But I jingled the cuffs a little bit. <clears throat> those are those are for Delilah first. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to have much. Well, although Albert has shown recent talents and magic, although that's been gifted, does it matter? Once again, we're hoping for civility, although while I can keep tabs on them, I am still quite unaware of where they will end up. And if anyone wants to give a scrutiny at this point, feel free. I would love to give a scrutiny. So that's a ten of masks. Of meh. That's how I feel. Sorry. No, that's how I feel about most of the suits. Of <laughs> Until I get used to it, it's gonna. It's it's sort of like. Wait, is that? Is a, yeah, that's a masks. Whole first season, we still had times where people were like, I forgot what it was, so do not stress about it. <laughs> so, Scrutiny, you can tell she is lying, not entirely. She's clearly hiding information. She's having a hard time making eye contact, focusing more on the wall. For most people, it might be that she's being dismissive, which is pretty typical her, but there's just something about the creak in her voice that's left you to wonder. Is there something you're not mentioning or perhaps, I don't know, slipped your mind that would be incredibly important when the time comes? Not for you to be aware of. Not yet. It shouldn't be an issue if we're able to tackle this. I sense a but. I can't save them by myself. And it's been proven... Time and time again, I cannot do this alone, with much regret in her voice. I seem to lack a certain charm to convince them to participate in this historic event. So, I just, for them to be there, we need you to see them. Although, order events, we need Delilah first, because if we don't have Delilah, frankly, it doesn't matter if we have them. At the mention of Belle lacking a certain charm, Wheezy, who has probably picked up a cup of tea or something and has taken a sip, goes, <clears throat> Excuse me. She puts her teacup down and blinks. You get a sharp, cold stare. There's maybe just a hint of a crackle of, of electricity, just like a snap buzz, not near you, but like almost emitting from her. But as quickly as it appears, it disappears. But, okay, but wait. One question. Mm -hmm. You said that they would show up to this battle one way or the other. So if we couldn't find Delilah, if we found them, wouldn't we kind of get there one way or the other? You would find them, but without Delilah, then the mother will not be defeated. They're mere mortals. Dumb, ignorant mortals. Okay, so preparation is key here. Yes. 
I knew you were a smart man, Neil. I, while you are running these errands, I will be tracking where they are. Hopefully they don't slip. Hopefully. I will also be doing my best to track Delilah on my end, although I really have been unable to do so prior. Enoch originally created this device to find Winifred. I think we will have more success if we try to find Delilah. It is possible after we find Delilah or prior to, if we need to find them, perhaps we can find other objects to use as focuses. However, I do not know the longevity of this device. Mostly what I know is that we will need to take those focus items, grind them into itty bitty dust, use it on the soul stone, and it will guide the way. Sort of like, did you ever play hot and cold as a child? There's some restrictions, it's just that it will tell you how close you are to Delilah. One last thing, I'm not sure if you've noticed this, but I do nothing in half measures, and if anything, I like to have as many plans as possible for when the first three fail. There's one more moving piece in this. Should Delilah fail? Should the heroes fail? There is a third player in this game, though she doesn't know it yet. She's a five-year-old girl, and her name is Orphelin. Fate, or whatever have you, must find itself terribly amusing, as Orphelin is actually the niece of Jared Kanan. His sister is long dead, no thanks to him, and she has been floating in this world of Malifaux since her birth. Orphanage to homes, she doesn't stay in one place long. Orphelin will grow up, and should the mother tyrant come around, what humans do remain, and what Neverborn do remain, We'll need to join forces to defeat the mother once more. It will not happen until Orphelin is old enough to make a deal with Tatiana, who is the queen of the Neverborn. This leads to some interesting developments in the future. However, Neverborn human relations aside, while I certainly have my hopes for those, what I mostly care about is our race not being eliminated completely. So, should these two fail, Orphelin must remain safe and protected to guarantee that she can make this deal with Tatiana to save our legacy for the future. I'm seeing a lot of blank stares. What can I clarify? So, if the other plan fails, that's when we save this young girl? Oh, we should be trying to save her much, much before the plan fails. It's more like... Okay, so like a tertiary objective. Exactly. I would prefer her to be safe and, and she kind of looks around this room. Maybe not in this room, but within my eyesight, someplace that we know she will remain safe from any harm that this world may have for her. So downstairs? Probably not downstairs. You can see through walls? I cannot see through walls. Are you going to have a different room? I have the capability, yes. <laughs> What's so funny? Just straight stoic. Not seeming to understand what the confusion is. So, from what I can see here, we need to find something of this Delilah person. We need to find a soul stone, and we need to find that compact thing. Compass. Compass, yes. It looks like makeup. Kind of sways her head. You're not wrong. <laughs> so essentially, we're looking for something new, something old, Something borrowed and something. Uh, I'm very bad at rhyming. Blue? <gasps> I love weddings! This is not a wedding. Let me just put that out there. This is not a wedding. Although this is the 
mind game that helps you remember these things, by all means. One last thing. As she starts pacing. You keep saying that. I do, because this really is the last thing. How many last things can there be, Belle, darling? Until the last one is said. It's just, I feel like, if anything, you should be aware why it's so important that I'm sending you on all these uh, errands for me. Time is of the essence. We have two months to make sure this does not happen. So we have two months to find and starts counting off of her fingers. One, two, three, four, find five people and things. They're about, yes. Okay. That's why I've recruited you. I could not do this by myself. I need people to go do the things I don't want to do. Well, if that's the list, and if that really is the last thing, and I'm gonna wait. It kind of taps her chin, starts to chew on a pinky nail. I can't think of anything else right now. Although I'm sure if I do, you will be in contact. So, uh, one last thing from me. Um, So other than, you know, saving the human race, and continuing our lives, what's in this for us? She once more starts to, like, groom her appearance, fixes the glasses, starts to tuck back those little stray hairs, and glides back over the table and takes a seat. You could be remembered as the people that saved the world, or you could be the people that are remembered as the ones who refused to help. Although, knowing our circle, no one will know the difference. Never a great story, the hero must find their purpose by some invisible force. Destiny, fate. Only fools believe in those things. We, the Council, are the force behind every hero. Their story will be our story. Something you pass on to your loved ones. A legacy. Well, I know a thing or two about legacy. I couldn't agree more. Had her cup and just totally lowered it inside, looking away, like, just gotta, just gotta get her out the door. Just got her degree, get her out the door. As someone who has her finger on, on the pulse of, of the spirits and spirituality, I think it, this is, this is a great, a great thing for me to participate in. Louise, you're trying me, please. Don't push your luck here. I get to speak to my legacy every day. Saving the world is not a profitable experience, particularly when we are involved in the organization that we are. It's a thankless job. And frankly, the council isn't supporting it either. It's for those uh, feel-goods inside. Is there something I can offer to sweeten the pot? I mean, I would like my legacy to be more like an estate that is handed down to my loved ones. But, uh... But... You know, a little goes a long way sometimes. Doesn't Lord Rupert take care of you just fine? Doesn't he give you an estate? Yeah, but I'm not going to keep that. Mm. So if he passes, I don't get much. So I would like to look out for me and mine. Hello, he's dear. Do you teach him a trick or two? <laughs> I'll do what I can. 
I usually find that honey works really good for sweetening thoughts. What is honey to you? Clearly honey is an estate to Neil. Do you require money? Do you require resources? Contacts? Oh, we're not talking about dinner. <laughs> I will get you the finest honey. I will do some research and I will find you honey. That sounds amazing. I heard there was this Minukian quality or something. I don't know. Frankly, it gives me a chance to learn something new, which I will take any chance. I mean, there might be some delay as I'm trying to find people to help save the world, but besides that, I will do my best to find you honey. In your spare time, you can take up um, being an apiary. The, like, look in her eye. Maybe it's a little bit like clueless, or clue. The flames. Flames on the side of my face. <laughs> the, the temper is getting up there, and she's just trying to hold her shit together. I just... Help me to help you. What do you need to make this happen? I think we just need to get started. What do you all say? I agree. Yes. Maybe some extra scripts in case we need to grease any reels. Hello, we should have that covered. I wouldn't worry about the money, dear. Okay. I could always take the honey, too. <laughs> Aurora is just this, this precious cinnamon roll in this really messed up world. and in this innocence, we must preserve it. <laughs> she must be protected at all costs. Although I have not missed that. Louise, dear, you have not mentioned anything. Are you content with saving the world? Oh, I want for nothing, Belle, dear. You know that. And how? All right, I'm sick of you. I am bored. I am stressed. I need to, frankly, find some more information. Be gone. Go, go. If you have questions, do you know where I am? And I grab whatever food's left and put it in my pockets and leave. Yep, I uh, pick up my carpet bag. Uh, come on, Faye, dear. And out the door we go. I'll, I'll wait outside the door for, for uh, Neil. Same. As I stand up, I will jingle the cuffs once again and then stuff them into my pocket. And with a nod, I walk out the door. Don't flirt with me. It's not cute. Go. <laughs> and as you leave, the door, if no one, no one pulls it, for sure the door closes on its own. And there's the faint rummaging around being heard. Not talking, just rummaging. So, I feel like Doc Oliver is someone I could speak to on my way home, perhaps. Um, and that's something that I could tackle on the list goodness, I'm still trying to get through how crazy she sounded in there. Can either of you believe this story she's come up with? I, I can't wait to tell the others. I just... <laughs> they're just going to die. So wait, we aren't doing the things on the list? I mean, I suppose we could. Do you really think she's telling the truth? It would take... A lot of extra work to spin a yarn to convince us to do something if it weren't true. And there was a lot of yarn. <laughs> there was. I could knit 
easily do sweaters out of that. Well, I mean, I suppose the more I do for all of these little projects of hers, the more the more ammunition I have against her. Well, at the very least, we could see where this goes. Why not? It'll be a fun distraction. Wait, you're making bullets for her? <clears throat> Dear, I suggest that we we um we discuss a plan over some tea, maybe? Perhaps some biscuits? And I look very pointedly at Aurora. Uh, and I was like, oh, biscuits, yes. That would be lovely. It'll... I do love biscuits, especially with tea. I imagined. Neil, dear? Oh, I would love to join you. Wonderful. Um, I suggest my personal quarters. That sounds wonderful. Great. So I'll lead the way to my house. Wonderful. Beautiful day. Not a whole lot of guards around for once. Guild seems preoccupied still. Large crime scenes tend to do that. But for the most part, you just hear gossiping people in the streets. Not about you, but about the, you know, events of the day. And you're able to make it back to your abode. Wheezy, where do you live? I live at a very nice hotel. Um, I have the penthouse. I can't remember which hotel it is specifically. Did we come up with a name for Probably, it? Probably, but I'll have to edit stuff to remember what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I live at the blah blah at the blah blah place. It's the only really nice hotel. Excellent. Here, here, <laughs> let me set it up. I look up at the name. Oh, this hotel. Yes, this humble little place is where I call home. Come in, come in. Humble. It's very fancy and big must be really hard to clean close your mouth Aurora dear let's go I can't remember if we said that place has like marble flooring too but it is a ritzy place I know that uh, Wheezy's room is like a room like a kitchenette it has a bedroom it has an office it is a very big place with some very luxe looking items so rooms like an apartment suite within the overall magnificent mansion. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Beautiful view, beautiful balcony. Yep, I'm definitely just sort of mouth open and just munching from my pockets, just like, oh wow, this is big. So as we get to, to my house, or to my apartment, I'm gonna very gently set Faye's little bag down so she can get out and wander throughout. I'm going to take my hat off and toss it onto a chair somewhere. Um, and I'm going to ring the bell for Birdie, who is my maid. She was in the middle of doing some chores, but she comes to the door, opens it for you, has a smile on her face. A little sweaty, a little, little uh, warm this July afternoon. <sighs> Miss LaVanche, it's so nice to meet you. Or not meet you, it's so nice to see you back. Come in. Uh, can I fetch you anything? Hello, Birdie. Um, tea and um, an assortment of afternoon snacks. Afternoon delights, if you will. For for my friends and I. Daryl's <laughs> is that kind of party. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and she nods her head. She's going to get the same tea. And the same little snacks that you always ask for. She disappears from the room, leaving it to your own private devices for now. 
I take my shoes off before entering. Well, Neil, Aurora, come in. Why don't we go into my office? This is where I, I do readings for people here. What sort of readings? Oh, I speak with the dead, dear. <gasps> do really? you really? Yes, it's, it's a talent and a burden, but, you know, I'm, I'm willing and happy to, to provide that connection with others when they need it. You should really speak to Bart. Bart would love to have someone else who can also speak with the dead. He what? <laughs> well, Bart. I told you about Bart. Bart Bart is currently uh, living in my home. <clears throat> and... Also yes. Kitty. I'm sure I'd love to speak with him sometime. We, we seem to be very busy at the moment, though. I don't know if there will be time for conversations just yet. <laughs> hmm. Sorry. <laughs> the, like, rich naughty <laughs> is, is good. <laughs> well done. Yes. So, as you were saying. So, yes, anyway. <clears throat> um, let's go into my, uh, my parlor and I sit down at, at my normal reading chair. And Faye kind of wanders behind me. I have an enormously fat Yorkie that follows me everywhere. So she has a, a nice little very fancy poof that she sits on in the room. So she waddles in and plops down on her poof. If she passes by, I attempt to scritch her like a cat. She will 100% stop for scritches. <laughs> now, please take a seat. Let's let's plot out these this grocery list of things that... Uh, Belle has decided we need to do for her. We're not accustomed to doing things for people. Now, let's see. We need to find a, a soul stone. We need to find a feather or some bandages from this Delilah woman. And we need to find that compass, I believe. And a five-year-old. Oh, yes. And the five-year-old. And those two gentlemen. And that woman. No. Are you sure I can't just pay someone to do these things for me? We could. I mean, bounty hunters are a thing. I don't suppose Belle will want to do that. What do you think we should tackle first, new friends? Well, um, if this doctor has bandages, we should probably get on that right away, because otherwise he's likely to dispose of them. They'll be much harder to find. Excellent. And, Aurora, you said that he lives near you? Um, yeah. And on on my way home, really, so I could probably pop in before I head home and grab bandages. I'm sure, I'm sure um, Doc Oliver wouldn't mind uh, getting rid of things that uh, he would dispose of anyway. Save him the trouble. That's good. So we could tick that one off pretty quickly. Now, do you think we should all go together? Or do you think you can handle that? On Where do you live now? Where is your home? In... In the bar... In the bar row. I'm trying to make it sound like a street that is not... In the... <laughs> it's the bar row. In the middle of Resurrectionist <laughs> territory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't possibly be seen there, so you'll definitely have to do that one by yourself. I, now, they did mention talking to the folks at the Star Theater for a soul stone, and I just happened to have come into possession of a box there. 
What sort of box? Oh, well, a theater box, dear, where I go and see the productions. So you get put in a box and you watch plates? Yes, there's there's a seat, there's seats and food. It's quite lovely. I mean, you can accompany me if you like. There's food? Yes, there's always food, dear. Well, then, yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you. I'll have to check and see when the next one is. Now, and Neil, I'm sure that you're, you're more than happy to accompany us on a little journey to the theater. Of course. It's always good to go with an escort, you know what I mean. But will we both fit in the box? I, uh... Yes. Yes, dear. Yes, we'll all fit in the box, just fine. I just, like, I feel like I hear Wissy's thought of, why are you so poor? <laughs> <laughs> Poors are exhausting. <laughs> Sounds so bad. In Aurora's mind, she's thinking of a packing box <laughs> in which we all sit in. We're all sitting in, like, a refrigerator box in Aurora's mind. <laughs> yep. Everyone has different experiences. No, <laughs> your experiences are your own. Oh, goodness. Yeah, no, it's good. Oh, boy. But there will be food in that box, so all is well in the world. Well, if the the troop is unable to help us out there, I believe I have some friends that might have something like that lying around might not notice it going missing. So, if we need to, it could be our backup plan. Hmm, excellent. Well, I mean, I do have a few other contacts that we could utilize, if we need to. I'm gonna snap my fingers for um, Birdie to see where she is. She has come in, dropped off the tray. She is a very good servant and is knows to be seen, not heard, not even seen most of the time. It's like those janitors at Disneyland. Very good at not being seen, but getting the job done. Bless them. Excellent. Well, I'm going to pour tea for my guests and myself. And I'll um, take, like, one thing, like a cracker or a cookie, maybe, and put it on my saucer. And I'll say, please, please take whatever you need. Whatever you like. I take take one of each type of cookie. (laughs) And I proceed to take the biggest one and submerge it in the tea. And I am now trying to very quickly eat it before it disintegrates into the cup, and then I'd have to use another cookie to fish that out. And then eventually we're gonna have just cookie sludge in my cup. I'm uh, I'm gonna take a spoon and a napkin and just kind of slowly slide it across the table towards Aurora, and then I'm gonna turn to Neil. Because this chick is weird. (laughs) I'm just sitting there, head tilting more and more as I watch. Until you turn to face me. I straighten back up and grab my own biscuit. Thank you for the tea. Of course. Uh, Alright, well, it seems like we have a plan in place. (sighs) Is there anything else you can think of that we would need to to worry about before we get these these things? I think this was the first on her list. Um, yeah. And maybe we can see if we have any contacts with law enforcement? Perhaps? To see how far they've gotten in getting and finding any of these people? Hmm. 
the guild. I suppose that's an option. Well, if we... If we let anything out of the bag on Bell, I think that's not going to be an option. Mm. Well, no. We don't have... Like, what I mean is, as I now am using the spoon to eat some sludge, um... What I mean is... I'm listening, but I am horrified. (laughs) You know how, like, sometimes there are people who are, like, they just hang around places where all this information's being brokered. I'm not that sort of a person, but I've heard of people who are like that. And, like, um, they just hear things. You know, like informants. Oh! Oh, I just had a brilliant mind! Idea! Maybe we don't have to wait for the living. You can speak with dead, right? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you could... We could find we could we could look for the victims of the supposed murderers and ask them where they went. Do you think no. the doctor maybe treated them as well? He might have more items that we could use as focuses. Foci? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I could just that way the doctor will know who I'm looking for and I can just take all the bandages and we could see which one is useful. It's like grabbing a bag, a bag full of letters. Well, let's let's not be too too um, too hasty. Um, perhaps, perhaps maybe exploring the other the other doctor's quarters. I believe that they said that he had an apartment somewhere that we could explore. That's a guaranteed source of information. And I mean, I am very careful with who with who I share my my talent, my gift, you see. It's not something I take lightly and I don't want it to be used lightly. So maybe we we try that that avenue first before I do any Would you like another cookie? Yes, please. Excellent. I understand. It's a gift, but you're a private I woman and you don't you need everyone to know. Exactly. Thank you, Neil. You're so kind and understanding. Now, <clears throat> let's so let's try the the doctor's apartment as well as getting the bandages. More more information is better, I say. Oh yeah. Um. I'm again. I'm still new to most of this. I mean, I can kind of speak to Dad, but it's not the same way you speak to Dad. Of course. Um. But. Uh, I'm not sure how fresh the bandages have to be. So it's a ticking clock regardless of whether we get it now or later. Mm. Mm. Well, maybe you should go find those as soon as possible. And then um, next on our list, we'll see if we can access that, that, um, that physician's apartment as well. All right. Well, we have a plan. We've um, had some refreshments. And I'm now just, like, slurping it like soup at this point. Because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the dregs. It's the dregs. It's mostly just cookie crumble and just a little bit of tea. I set the other half of my biscuit down. <laughs> I push my teacup and saucer away entirely. As lunchtime part two comes to a close, we have a plan set. This feels like the fourth lunch. What else are you going to do? Work? Please. (laughs) 
as our, our snack time comes to a close, we're going to round out our episode here. A mission has been bestowed upon you, and it's been a wild tale indeed. Let's start with Aurora. How are you feeling? What are you thinking about everything that you've heard so far? I definitely need to visit the ladies' room soon. <laughs> but aside from that... <laughs> Good check-in, thank you. <laughs> Purest but little cinnamon bun. Yep, there it is. But aside from that, I think Aurora feels like there's a sense of purpose and hopefully using her talents to help the incredibly scary lady, <laughs> Belle, but also um, a sense of companionship of sorts with new friends to help. Uh, is looking forward especially to work a lot closer with Wheezy because it seems like so far without actually having a proper conversation about it that they have similar skill sets. Yup. Totally. 100%. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. <laughs> Wheezy, how are you feeling about everything? Uh, I am very pleased with the amount of information that I have from Belle. This is all ammunition that I can use to um, talk shit about her to my other rich friends. So I can get ahead later. So I am just very carefully cataloging all of this information that she is giving me. So we can start the, um, Belle's a crazy person. If you didn't already know, we should probably do something about that party that I'm going to be having. And I mean, if I have to hand, if I have to hang out with the people that, I mean, Neil's fine. Aurora's kind of weird. Um, she eats all my cookies. Doesn't eat, drowns them, slurps them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does unspeakable things to all of my wonderful, delicious food. How are you feeling, thinking about all of the shenaniganery? Well, obviously, this is a tall tale, but most tales have a kernel or nugget of truth to it. Obviously, my mentor is interested in what's happening, so I'm just taking it all in stride and learning as much as I can so I can report it back. Well, as you tidy up, Bertie cleans up after you. You get ready to leave Louise's apartment, potentially going separate ways. 